Amazing! Ten out of ten. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Evan. Merry Christmas. That's why I was like, uh, "Do you think we'll be able to record before <laughs> before the end?" Of the year? <laughs> That's so funny. That was great. I loved that. What the holiday spirit is flowing through me now. Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes—that's us—watch cartoons. My name is Evan, and I'm hype as shit. My name is Alex. Today we are covering Santa Inc., which uh, is Sarah Silverman, Seth Rogen, HBO Max. It's a it's a Christmas TV show. It's uh, what would you say? Stop animation, claymation. What's the proper term here for the style? Stop motion animation. Yeah, it was cool. It yeah. reminded me of like an old school Christmas, like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or like a Miser's Brothers Christmas, just like stylistically, it reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. But, but Mm -hmm. this was extremely raunchy, lots of cussing, swearing, drinking, sex. There was nudity. So Uh, this podcast is probably not going to be too child friendly right out of the gate. Let's just Uh get that out of here because this show was not child-friendly at all. This is not a Christmas special for your children. Even though, like, it is... I thought this was really funny about the show as a whole before we get into any plot points. It, like, takes the fact that Santa is real and is, like, a legacy, a corporation, to the max, which is, like, Mm -hmm. what you want in a kid's Christmas special, but, like, in no way, shape, or form was this suitable for children. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, very much an homage to those classic holiday movies with the stop motion animation. Um, so the central character is Sarah Silverman. She plays Candy Smalls. She is, uh, I think, second in command at Santa Inc. She's the highest ranking female. It's elf. a business. She's got yeah. her eyes on the top job. Yeah. Seth Rogen in this one plays Santa Claus. He's the voice of St. Nick. The story follows Candy Smalls as she campaigns to be the next Santa Claus, the first female Santa Claus. Um, Super in, progressive. In a long line of, yeah, in a long line of, uh, so far, just jolly old white men. <laughs> Which is funny. It was, The premise is great, right? I think that's what drew me to this. Is mm-hmm. The premise is really funny. You know, fuck the patriarchy. All our presidents have, you know, blah, 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 whatever. All the CEOs. It was good commentary. That's what drew me to it. Some of the episodes I was like rolling my eyes instead of laughing. So the, I think this is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like When I laughed, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, that's a good one. Like a belly laugh. But there were some points where I was like, all right, that's a little cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a... Uh it's a symptom of the format because it, it, it's very akin to like a um, robot chicken type show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super yeah. fast paced, raunchy comedy. I was watching it with Haley. She was, her comment was like, it's basically like they tried to make like a, a Christmas type South park, but it's, so it's like very in your face, raunchy, fast paced jokes. Uh, and it, it is funny, but it can turn into a little bit of like white noise at times yeah yeah that's a good point i did say this when i first started watching it though i want to say within like the first half of the first episode i was like this is the perfect show for us to podcast about it's like animation it's adult animation it's a holiday special if you watch this you either loved it or you hated it and you didn't watch the whole thing it was it, a specific audience is going to love this, like laugh out loud every episode. The one thing, uh, just once again, before we get into any sort of like plot points, overarching theme was like, it was like tr- ver- trying to be very progressive. 
and it would make jokes about mm-hmm. the progressive nature of today's society to the point where there was sometimes I was like, I can't tell. Are they trying to be progressive or are they just poking fun at people who are trying to be progressive? And that's like a small gripe because there was a mm-hmm. lot of really, really good Christmas puns and stuff like that. But I like the message of uh, the someone trying to become the first female Santa. And it started with uh, Santa actually had named a successor. So someone who mm-hmm. was working to be the number, like, take over once this Santa Claus died, which I kind of like that idea. And he named the first black successor. And it's kind of a running gag. It's funny because he brings it up <laughs> all the time. And it's like, is it a good deed if you're really yeah. just doing it for that sort of, like, clout? The I made history of it all because he mentions it, like, one too many times. They uh, Yeah, they talk a, a lot about the optics, like the performative optics. Uh, so it, it chips away at, at a little bit at like the the illusion of Santa Claus as this like all good force of kindness in the world, and he's just a little bit of this like shitty neoliberal capitalist who's like taking opportunity of like yeah. these progressive movements. Um, it's an interesting take on the Christmas Smith. It's a it's a entertaining premise for it's sure. It's unique. Uh, it's unique. Um, I love the comparison it, to it being a business. I have never uh, watched a single episode of Succession, but I imagine oh that's God. kind of what it was like. The campaigning to be the next Santa Claus has got to be what Succession is like, right? I don't know if you're aware, but season three of Succession just ended, and it, it if you've been on Twitter, it's blowing everyone's mind. It's all over my Twitter feed, yeah. It's going to turn me into a fan. You got to watch it, man. Especially, you're you're a guy who loves reality games and, and politicking and like the the drama of that kind of. You, you know I do. You'll you'll you know, love it. Okay, sure. okay, you've sold me. I I, I haven't heard that comparison, so that's good. Okay, I'll, I'll you know. give it a watch for sure, uh, and I can update people as I go along. But um, <laughs> that's on my list. Yeah, Twitter made me do it, but so that that made me think about it when I was watching it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is like some politicking. You know, Candy's got a kind of vie to become the next successor. Mm-hmm. So Brent, who was Santa's uh, uh, successor, who was super progressive, super cool. Everyone loved this dude. Uh, he was the one Santa was bragging about how he named the next black successor. And mm-hmm. um, Brent on Christmas day, I really like this plot point. This, this made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Gets a job at Amazon, which in my <laughs> opinion is like such a, jab at christmas because amazon like completely changed the face of christmas it like uh-huh. all intents and purposes is a competitor to what santa inc and christmas would be so i thought that was really funny they they poached him on christmas day it, there's a lot of good amazon jokes in here as yeah. well i think they uh they go good with uh <laughs> what the there's a lot of social commentary in general and i i love the jokes about amazon and jeff bezos and whatnot Overall, though, the sense of this whole show is like, it's funny also because like Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen are also like very famously like both Jewish people. (laughs) And so like for Seth Rogen to be playing Santa is kind of iconic. Do you think ever in his life he was like, oh, I'm going to play Santa Claus in something? (laughs) Um, I think for sure that's probably a reason why he's involved with I think he is on the production team i think sarah silverman as well uh sarah silverman her character candy smalls her, is an elf but her whole family of elves are also all jewish so it's like baked into the, yeah. the dna of her character which is is an awesome meta commentary i think did you think it was weird all the elves were like different colors they were <laughs> like D elves where i feel like normally santa's elves are like you know, miniature White. people with pointy ears. Yeah, yeah, good point. Maybe this was a commentary on that. They were they were all sorts of different co- like even Candy wasn't the same color as her family. Well, her brother was pinkish as well, but her mom and grandfather were both green. What also we saw the mother naked just like so much, two so many times. Three too many times. Yeah, what the yeah. hell? I, I didn't know there was going to be nudity did you <laughs> <laughs> i did not i was not expecting it uh the mother big candy is voiced by maria bamford 
who also looking at the Wikipedia voices Mrs. Claus in the show. Also, this is oh, she does both. a show, what? which I didn't know going into it. I thought <laughs> when you first brought it up, I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch a 90-minute movie about you, you know, thought it was a, a Jewish movie. elf. <laughs> yeah, and it turned about, out to be eight, you know, 22-minute episodes. Um I don't know if I What do you think about that? Format. I actually feel like this. Okay, I was going to say the same thing. I think this could have been a movie. Yeah. Uh it felt laborious by the end of it. You know, it's funny for me as soon as it's after Thanksgiving in our house, it's like Christmas movies on the TV all day cuz that's what Haley was watching. So if you're looking for a change of pace from like Hallmark lifetime Christmas movies about a career professional moving back to a small town and falling in love or whatever this is a nice change of pace it is a nice change of pace yeah it's goofy but like you said by the end of it it did feel like a little bit of a chore like i was like i just gotta get this i gotta finish this here i laughed along the way but um it definitely could have been a movie it also could have Mm -hmm. maybe been a few less episodes just kind of going through it the general plot is brent gets poached by see uh the ceo for amazon and then candy's got a jeff bezos yeah jeffrey bezos (laughs) um so god now i lost my train of thought oh so candy now is like i'm the highest ranking non-santa at santa inc like the job should go to me and she's it's her fight for trying to be taken seriously and i think that a lot of that was what i really enjoyed was the social commentary of like a woman in the workplace, a woman trying to get a job that she's qualified mm-hmm. for. That was like clear throughout the whole thing was candy mm-hmm. was very qualified for this job without her. Christmas would not run smoothly. They worked in a lot of different things, which was good. And, you know, they yeah. probably wouldn't have been able to do that in a movie. You know what I mean? Each episode sure. kind of evolved into what this story was. Um, there's uh, I was going to say like any protagonist. So there's, there's Junior, who is uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer's son. And it's, <laughs> so it's Rudolph Jr. Did Why was his nose not red? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Junior's voiced by Craig Robinson. And he... I didn't... I oh, must, I, my God! <laughs> I missed that. I love Craig Robinson, and I can't believe yeah. I missed that. Um, I will be honest. I fell asleep for like several episodes in the beginning. I, it's when I started it yesterday and several episodes today. And I, re- I went back and rewatched some, but I like missed the Rudolph detail. I was going to say, how are you ready to podcast <laughs> if you fell asleep during multiple episodes? I'm glad you went back and watched. I rewatched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It's junior. He's Rudolph junior. And yeah. um, he's a dick. He's just like throughout he the is. whole thing. He's such a dick. He's like an entitled, like there's some nepotism going on, which is great mm-hmm. too. There's a lot of social commentary going on at play. One of the things they introduced to the Christmas myth early on, it's the second episode I'm looking at. The title is Faces of Meth. It's just that like all of the reindeer in order to make their deliveries on time, they just do a bunch of meth and they're like addicted For to like it. For like one month a year. And then they detox after just to get (laughs) like 0.8%. Yeah. It was like to get Mm. 0.8% more efficient too, which is so funny because like we, no one ever thinks of Santa in those terms. Santa just delivers gifts, but like they're running Mm -hmm. it like it's a business. So they're like efficiency people. We need to, you know, where's our bottom line? Like it's, it's (laughs) a different look at Santa, which I really enjoy. And I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, we can discuss this in a moment, but my favorite Christmas movie is Elf. And I think yeah. it's similar in the fact that, like, it's a different look at Santa and his ongoings. And so I mm. did enjoy this different perspective of Christmas, this sort of, you know, they're all rough and tumble. They're like real people. Like, Santa drinks. Santa has sex with his wife. <laughs> Santa gets left by his wife. Santa gets high. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're just like regular people living at the North Pole <laughs> running Santa Inc., uh-huh. Um, one voice actor I found really delightful was Nicholas Braun, who is in Succession. Yeah. Uh, but he plays Devin yeah. the intern here, who is a portly young frat boy who loves Christmas and, and, and idolizes Santa Claus. Uh, but he's kind of like a bit of a doofus. Just he's like an, unassuming. He's like, the doofus is a good word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just the intern. He's like a classic intern. 
doesn't know anything, do, messes shit up. He was, I didn't realize that was Devin Braun's voice. But uh, man, I, I, only, I only knew a couple of these voices, I'm realizing. Do you mm-hmm. know who the snowflake was? He's our favorite. Was that Paul Rust? Yeah, it was. It was Paul Rust? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul Rust from Netflix's Love. Um, I feel, does he also, I think he also plays the grandfather. Oh, it could be. Maybe. That's another complaint I had with the series as a whole, is I feel like I could not follow her family at all. They were all so wacky and different, and, like, every time they popped on screen, I'm like, where did we last leave off with them? Like, (laughs) they Mm -hmm. were just one element too much for me. The grandpa was like, I don't even know, like... (laughs) It was yeah. funny when he blew away. It was like, get rid of my porn. It's under tax <laughs> stuff. Like, that was funny. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it is. I think individually they are, uh, like, they're all funny, interesting characters. But a lot of the time they show up as an ensemble. And it's just, like, pulling in too many different directions. Um, I'm on the IMDb now. And he does play Grandpa Smalls. Interesting. I didn't catch it. Yeah, I only caught him as the snowflake. He sounds like himself a lot as the snowflake. Jeremy, who's her assistant. So she's got an assistant and an intern. And I said to myself, I was like, that's when you know you've made it at a company. When you have literally <laughs> an assistant and an intern. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, it's this little trio. And they're trying to get Candy to be the next Santa Claus. And for me without getting too spoilery for the end, which I, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe you should watch it. But a lot of this felt um, similar to a la Hillary Clinton. I like got some war flashbacks to 2016. I was like, I was like, no, Candy's (laughs) going to get the job. She has to. (laughs) Uh Uh, She's the clear runner up. Um, One more thing I will say about Devin, the intern. If you enjoyed Nicholas Braun in this role as Devin, the intern, he plays a very similar uh, character in Succession. You're kidding. That's so funny. Did you find uh, his fraternity was pretty funny when he took Santa there for the day? Of course. And I think that's like such a great plot point is like, oh, dude, we were in the same fraternity. No way. (laughs) Yeah, it took me back for sure. I always think that's so funny because uh, I guess we'll just get into it. We'll jump around plot wise here. But so in the end, he fucking gives the job to Devin. And I'm not going to lie, like. I saw the sign, like the breadcrumbs of it happening, Mm -hmm. but I was really mind blown when the grandpa goes, it went to the fat kid with the beard. Like, what did you expect? And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I never put together that he was a fat kid who would, you know, he just had a tiny beard. He had, he had Uh, like a little soul patch. He had like a goatee. I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And I was literally like, oh my God, it is the fat kid. It's just another Santa. It's not nepotism. What's the term though? Like, oh, the biasy. He chose like an old fraternity bro of his. Granted, to be fair, he was like very ready to pick candy multiple times. And mm-hmm. uh, she but he saw how Devin was with the kids. But yeah, which is what she... the spirit of Christmas is all about. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. the goddamn kids. And Candy wasn't good with the kids. OK, but so. Uh, that was what uh, was so frustrating. I feel like most <laughs> holiday, cheery movies, TV shows, what have you, have the happy ending, the the Christmas uh-huh. day, the ho, 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 the happy ending. And I was so pissed that she didn't get the job. I was so mad. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like a Hillary 2016 moment. Another punch in the gut. She's fully expecting it. She's heard through the grapevine that uh that santa's already said he's gonna pick her um, and and devin and, and devin got her a gift devin got her a gift how cute was that devin got her a mm-hmm. new santa suit in her sides all right we're really jumping around though though let's go back so while during the interview process before anyone gets the job while santa's still you know making his decision um she gets an offer from easter enterprises what did you think about this I was like, at first, I was annoyed with it. I was like, oh, this is annoying. But then once we actually got there, I was all about it. It was really funny. I thought it was good. We went it was there, a got fun to see episode. How a, yeah, how another holiday was run 
And it's uh-huh. like you talked about, like the CEOs who are like Uber. He's like, all our stuff is organic, grass fed, you know, blah, blah, blah. I uh-huh. was like, this is so, God, it's so funny because it's, it's exactly what all these CEOs try to be like nowadays. I love that all the rabbits were named Peter and they just had numbers, just like P83 or whatever. It took me way too long to understand that joke. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get it for yeah. way too long. Patton Oswald plays Peter Rabbit though. The the current head of the company, right? Yeah, yeah. The one or that was he the, the, the one Okay. Yeah. No, and the son was Beck Beck um what's his name? Help Bennett? me out here. SNL Beck. Yeah, that was the son. It sounded like Will Arnett yeah. to me. I literally was like, "This sounds it like did. Will Arnett." So I, I thought it was it Will Arnett. I thought it was Will Arnett, and so <laughs> um, no, it was Beck Bennett though. And so, yeah, this was fun. She gets offered the job. She finds out it's just like to take down Santa. It's for revenge. And now this was the one part mm-hmm. where I got really. I, they lost me though. Why did the rabbits like turn into zombies at the end? I don't. Was there know. ever an explanation yeah. of that? I don't think so. It was bizarre. No. They were, yeah, and they just started killing them. They were legit zombies. Yeah. They just came up out of the dead. I was so confused. I was like, am I high? I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, I rewound. I rewound it just a little bit, and I was like, did I miss something? And no, they're just zombies that pop up, yeah. and they just take them yeah. out on, on Easter Island. <laughs> I didn't get um, it at all. It was, it was confusing. <laughs> And then, like, so this is what I'm saying is this was a fine idea for an episode, but there was so much going on. The mom was trying to bang Peter Rabbit. The son was mm-hmm. trying to bang Candy. There was a job interview. And then there were zombies as they had to literally flee the island to try to get away from Peter Rabbit. I don't There was so much going on in this episode. It was a good idea. But I think, like, they were like, come on, people, we have 25 minutes to fill. And that's where I think the the format doesn't really serve this body of work well. It's there is some fun in exploring Christmas as a corporation or the idea of Santa Claus, but like some of these like exploring Easter Island or Easter as a, a competitor organization is a fun idea, but then they have to like build that world out in a bunch of jokes and it gets to be like maybe a little too much they made the innuendo about banging like rabbits several times in that episode it's like okay i get it like aha uh-huh, they're rabbits they they bang a lot like yeah I, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you don't have to it feels like you're being beaten over the head with that joke and it's like i think if they would have just stuck to like 90 minutes cut so much of this out or ready for this even tighten up the episodes what if they yeah, were like 11, 11 12 minutes. minute episodes? Yeah, I really think this could have really benefited from that. Um, they got like granted too much time almost. And mm-hmm. it's rare yeah. I see that because like I said, there was a lot of really good ideas. There was some laugh out loud moments, but there was a lot of parts like this, the, the zombie part where I was like, what is going on? I was like, what? I was like, this did not need to be in it. It was so inconsequential. Um, it was, it was like, also, the meth in the bars. Let's talk about that for a second. In these candy bars, <laughs> yeah, they're, they find out that there's meth. Literally, the second episode, they find out there's meth, yep. and the reindeers take it every Christmas. But they take it while training and Christmas Day. To They're just roided out. They're, they're like going ham. That's how they get so efficient. That's how they get it done. And that really felt like a self-contained plot in episode two, but it came up several times later on. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, did you know about that Brent was doing this, Santa? And Santa's like, no. Actually, I don't think he answered her. I think Candy was like, no, of course he didn't. <laughs> and Santa was like, oh, okay, yeah. I couldn't decide what was plot and what was just jokes. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to be like a main yeah. plot point of the whole series. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. In that way, it does mirror some story elements of succession. It's about uh, some of the I didn't know I think, the the parallel was so good. Yeah, some of season two and three explorers like is the head of the corporation covering up some illicit activities. Uh, yeah, so maybe this the most succinct way I could describe this show is as a holiday themed succession type uh, 
comedy <laughs> slash parody. drama in the vein of you South Park. Yeah, parody. That's a the, that's a better way to put it. The trailer, the trailer was like from the guys who brought you Sausage Party. And mm-hmm. this reminded me a lot of Sausage Party. Like Sausage Party was outrageous. We should maybe cover Sausage Party, honestly. I, I remember watching it in theaters. I don't remember how I felt. It's about really it. dirty. It's it's like it's good, not great. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way I'd put it. It's like it's good, not great. I've seen it maybe twice. Mm-hmm. It's it's about a bunch of hot dogs just finding hot dog buns and just yeah. going to town on each other. I remember the general <laughs> premise, but no, I know. But like, there was a lot of elements of this. Like, the mother was horny AF, dude. And the mother popped out, out naked so many, <laughs> so many times. She was, so, you know, not that there's anything wrong with being open about your sexuality, but like. I just wasn't expecting claymation dick and claymation boobs. <laughs> like that really caught me off guard, but uh-huh. you know what? All about it. More power to them. It felt excessive at some points, but, uh, so yeah. I mean, yeah, they take, so there's like multiple trips. That's how, you know, I could tell there was a lot going on here. She took a trip to Easter Island and then like one or two episodes later, they take a trip to the South pole and like they get there and junior is a dick. And I'm curious what you think about this move where she pretends to get hit in the eye by Junior in his golf club. To take him out of the running. What did you yeah. think about this? Yeah, it's, what did you think very, about this? It's very conniving. Uh, so I, I think part of the the main like character growth that she experiences as she is on her mission to become the next Santa, she kind of loses sight of who she is and she becomes very conniving and she schemes all these ways to get all the other yeah all the other potential successors out and that is where her friends and family start to like start to question her her, yeah start to question her motivations a little bit they're like you're kind of turning into someone we don't like so there is kind of this moral and and that's the thing is like watching her character growth it's like okay i know it's gonna lead up to like a friend breakup moment probably 75 percent of the way through this story and and like it hits it hits all those same beats that you would find in like super bad or, or whatever it is it's like, yeah. so why not just <laughs> condense those moments like don't drag yeah. it out there's a friend breakup. There's a family breakup. No, I get what you're saying. There's literally a moment where she's like, I'm going to be the next Santa Claus. And she, after like, she had just gotten in a huge fight with her friends and then her family consecutively. And she was like all alone. And I was like, ah, you lost yourself in the chase. Mm, 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 mm. It happens. I, I feel like what it comes down to, to me for just the idea that like, just because you can, extend the metaphor of christmas or any metaphor doesn't mean you should like it's just someone was like oh i can come up with a holiday pun for that and they're like go ape shit with it and they did and they were like okay we need a ton yeah and now that i'm thinking about it there's so many like subplots so just running through a, a few of the side characters we've covered the main couple candy has two friends One's a female on the B team for the reindeers that fly the sleigh. And the other one's a gingerbread cookie. And there's like a ton of jokes about them being gingerbread people. But she literally eats her husband's leg later in the series. What? Like, what the hell? You can't tell me that that's not like, (laughs) that's terrible. I mean, his his leg's gone. Yeah. There's also an, a plot point with that character where she thinks she is pregnant at some point and she's eating ham for the whole episode. Yes, and that bugged the hell out of me ready for this because that was what started the friend breakup is that she missed the baby shower and it wasn't even a goddamn baby. And my first thought was also, you had this baby in like a week. You had this baby so fast, uh-huh. there's no way, and it's a ham. She gave birth to a ham, a Evan. Ham. That's what I'm saying is there was some things that were that were like plot points, but they were so outrageous. I was like, what is going on? Why? That was what caused their friend breakup, though. That one lost me, too. Is that a joke? Is is the ham actually named Simone and is Fun Size's <laughs> sister? I don't know. I didn't get the joke. I don't. I don't. And there was get part it. of me. There was part of me that. Uh, 
I like almost made the joke maybe too smart. I, there was part of me that thought, remember, she goes to the South Pole and she's like, oh, I left my wedding ring at home. So I guess that means I'm single this weekend. There was part of me that was like, did she sleep with a ham? Because so she's food. She's food, but like a person. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, OK, yeah. did did like a, a Christmas ham. That's also a, a person. I like contextualized the joke more than it needed to be. I think it was just a dumb uh-huh. food baby <laughs> joke. So yeah, the the first couple episodes is her uh, going on a couple of these trips, and then the second one, the real turning point of the show is when Santa makes the announcement that Devin is going to be his successor, and, and you that know, leads us into the. the they cat. really build that up. Because in the episode where it's announced, she is so assuming that she's going to win. And that was what gave me the real Hillary mm-hmm. vibes is we all were like, oh, yeah, well, Hillary is going to be the first woman president. It would, everyone was like, Candy's going to be the first woman Santa. Uh-huh. And in that episode, this was probably one of my favorite jokes was Mrs. Claus was like, oh, tell me that you named Candy. And he's like, you know, I'm sworn to secrecy. She's like, I know how to get it out of you. And she starts tickling him. And he's like, oh, ho, 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 ho. And he's like, fucking stop. Like, I love when tickling gets <laughs> gets to that point where it's like, okay, nope, nope. I know I'm laughing, but this fucking, you need to stop right now. That always makes me laugh. And so I, I love a good tickling joke where he's like, oh, ho, 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 ho. it's like real jolly, real funny. And then by the end, he's like, okay, uh-huh. but, but seriously, stop. <laughs> It's great. It's great. I love Seth Rogen. Also, uh, that's another thing. Like I said, the trailer drew me in, but I'm obsessed with Seth Rogen. I think anything he does, he's like, he's my idol. I'm like, a, I want to be a poor man, Seth Rogen. What was his other holiday movie, The Night Before Christmas? Is he in that? <laughs> Anthony Mackie and uh, uh, what's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? I, oh. Is oh, it, oh, it oh, might, oh. Maybe it's not. What, what's it called? I don't think I have the. Oh, okay. Right Hold on. No, no, not no, no, night no. Before, Not Night Before Christmas, the Tim Burton. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was thinking. I'm like, um, I don't think Sorry. he's in that. It might just be called The Night Before. You're right. And they're like a bunch okay. of bros yeah. and they get drunk. It's like hangover style. You're right. He is in that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Night no, Before call. 2015. That was a delightful holiday movie. Sorry. That is a funny movie. No, that is a good movie. You know, it's okay. You don't need to apologize. He ain't going to hear this, baby. That movie is really funny. If you're looking for a good Seth Rogen holiday movie, movie, not TV. If you're looking for a TV show, check this one out. It's worth the time. You know, they're only 25-minute episodes. But like I said, yeah, they could have been shorter. But, like, it was easy to get through. I finished it fairly quickly is what I meant. I don't know that I'd be on give the same recommendation, but it was fine background noise. Well, of the two, you'd recommend the movie more than this? For sure. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. If we want your honest opinion. I mean, I feel like we should talk about this. Yeah, we should. Now that we're on it. Yes. When did it come out? It's like kind of new, right? December 2nd. So just a couple weeks ago. Um, IMDb right now it has a rating from 11,729 votes. 1.2. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, 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 wait. One out of ten? No, that can't Evan. That's <laughs> like TV. no, 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 no. I've seen much worse yeah. things have higher ratings. Sure, I I agree with that. What? <laughs> I'm googling. I, it's not that I don't believe you, but it's like I don't believe you right now. So the under the reception portion of the Wikipedia. Someone in the Hollywood Reporter called the sexual jokes repetitive, self-satisfied. People thought the Jewish jokes maybe missed the mark. Uh, I have a news article from Looper.com, and it says, Seth Rogen says Santa's Inc.'s ratings were tanked by white supremacists. So there's people who who criticize the show's wokeness, and that there's Holocaust deniers who are, are tanking the rating of the show. Now... Okay. Could be. Did we not see something similar with Marvel's Eternals? Is that not something that happened with them? Because people were upset about the gay kiss in it. Now we're on news. Let's talk news, Evan. Let's talk about worldly news news events. 
because I loved Eternals. Eternals was great, and it was a, it got terrible reviews. Now, I'm not saying I loved this, but I liked this, and this is getting terrible reviews. Mm-hmm. 1% ex- seems extreme to me. I'm not going to lie. The only reason I'm really inclined to believe that headline is because 1 out of 10 is wild. That's extreme. It's not that bad. It's not a 1 out of 10. 1 out of 10 is worse than Shark Tale. Yeah. I don't – here's the thing is I I don't – look at imdb ratings too often so i don't know how it like rotten tomatoes is more the the popular scale that i would normally reference what did this get on go on go to rotten tomatoes then go to rotten tomatoes <laughs> and while people are talking this is an ad for anchor go use anchor they do a lot of great stuff for your podcast they do it for free they'll distribute <laughs> um to all the major all the major distribution channels, <laughs> Apple, Spotify, and the other ones. And it's so easy. If me and Evan can do it, you can do it as well. If you're thinking about making a podcast, make sure you check out anchor.fm. That was good. That was good. Did I stall? I was that I enough time? So. Uh, yeah. Was, did, was that good? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, average audience score of 4%. It doesn't have like the, the normal tomato meter. Four percent, not out of a hundred, right? I, I mean, that's what percents are. I don't, I don't know. Stop! It's a four percent out of a hundred. Okay, come on. You you agree that's too extreme, right? Uh, yeah, I, I'll give you that. I think it's too extreme. I I would see it falling between like thirty and fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Square. Yes, yes, that's fine. With that, I would give that fine, uh, but like that's way too much, yeah. and so. To me, that is people who didn't watch it because if there's people who have problems with the wokeness of it, there was plenty of times they were also poking fun at like woke mm-hmm. culture. Like the fact that Santa kept bringing it up so much was very much like a lot of people who are like, oh, well, you know, I'm an ally. I, I think Santa even at one point was like, you know, I'm an ally. Not that I can give that title to myself, but others have told <laughs> me that I'm an ally. Yeah, he's very performative about his... Uh advocacy yes that's the word thank you oh my god Mm -hmm. we're so far into this and i couldn't we just now said that word couldn't come to me before perfect i don't trust those ratings that that, that's bad because we've had some rating mishaps like i said eternals was one i think you saw the ratings before you saw the movie yes and you were like i don't i'm am i excited for this and i had seen it not seen any ratings and i was like oh hell yeah you should be excited for this and you were and so then after I saw the ratings after you brought it to my attention and I don't trust it. I don't trust it. And you know what? It's so bad. And this whole general distrust of people who like review or critique things, bringing it full circle here really stems back to 2016 when every goddamn political pundit in the world told me Hillary Clinton was going to win and she did not. <laughs> that was like the ultimate blind side. That was really the rug getting pulled out from under me. And so now, even when they're like 80% Joe Biden's going to win, I'm like, I don't trust it. I don't <laughs> trust it till I see the numbers. Yeah. I think there are a couple of things happening here. Walk me through it. Is there an element of maybe review bombing happening potentially but here's why i maybe would disagree one i don't know that anyone knows this show exists (laughs) no one is talking about this show except for the two dudes who watch cartoons i have hell yeah baby haven't seen anything on twitter about it didn't know it was happening until you sent me the trailer for it like a week to two before it came out I don't feel like there's any conversation happening around it. So I don't know that there would be a ton of people super motivated to go review bomb it, but who knows? White supremacists have a lot of, you do know how those white supremacists. Yeah. yeah, You know how those white supremacists get this. Is this like the modern day book burning? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. The other thing, the other weird dynamic that's Am I trying to make it too deep? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Go ahead. I think the other weird dynamic here is that it's like a, a weird, thing to re- review like it's a as far as we know a limited series on hbo max so limited distribution the, not a whole lot of marketing went into it going on to rotten tomatoes it doesn't even have like it doesn't have it an average tomato meter score it just has the audience score like so i don't think there's a lot of people going to review it okay okay i get what you're saying it is a niche audience 
but I'm sorry, 4% out of 100? That's insane. That's just, that, that's, I don't know. Maybe I don't know anything about movie critiques, reviews, whatever, what have you. Maybe here's the other uh, dynamic. Can... Is It's an okay watch, right? Uh, yeah. But like a restaurant experience, usually only the most either... Um, insanely satisfied or insanely dissatisfied people leave reviews. Yes. And I don't think there are any people who are insanely satisfied with this movie. <laughs> so like, maybe it's just people who are like, this was a weird waste of time. I didn't love the jokes. It was too raunchy for me. Maybe there's a little bit of that. Happening. Um, maybe, maybe. So this will not be the Christmas, uh, tradition that they were probably hoping for everyone turns mm-hmm. it on speaking of christmas traditions have you been watching any hawkeye i haven't watched hawkeye yet i think that'll be my vacation time binge watch uh what are your thoughts yeah so it's a holiday special it's good i enjoy good. It. It, it but i was gonna make fun of the fact i was like it's weird to me that it's like hawkeye christmas like that's the only part <laughs> very I, that i christmas that's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, this is funny. We got two things uh, vying to be like uh, Christmas. Like, it's so hard to break into the Christmas game. There's like very traditional music that kind of dominates it. There's very mm-hmm. traditional movies. And I think that's why I like an elf is like, I think people will talk about elf for many, 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 many years, even though it is, you know, made a little, it's not like a white Christmas or, or it's a classic at this traditional. point. It's a classic at this point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like another great example is Mariah Carey just making a classic forever Christmas song in our lifetime. You know what yeah. I mean? The rest of those songs are like from the forties and goddamn fifties and Mariah mm-hmm. Carey's just doing it in the two thousands. So I respect that. But this Santa Claus property, uh, isn't going to go down in history. <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but they did leave it open-ended. Right at the you know, spoiler. Oh my alert. god! Wait, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, let's talk about that. That was so. It had to, not okay. Well, so I was gonna say it had a nice wrap up, but it didn't. I was mad with how it ended. You're right. They left it so okay. This was also a very weird turn. Candy hits Junior, the <laughs> asshole son of Rudolph, and kills him. Well, so okay. No, he's not. He's dying on the uh-huh. side of a road like a t- like a deer would. And, you know, you're supposed to put it out of its misery. And I guess that's kind of what can't... Well, she didn't even do that. She let him fucking suffer. But <laughs> she doesn't call for help. She was like, oh, you're someone... And this is like the peak of Candy turning to, I'll do whatever it takes to be mm-hmm. the successor, save Christmas type mentality. Because Junior is in the vine to be successor, to be Santa yeah. Claus. And she just she just kills him. She, she fucking offs him. She leaves him for dead. She didn't mean to hit him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it wasn't intentional until she made an intentional decision, though. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. There was a, should I let him live or die? And she chose die. Interestingly enough, this is another plot point that you can find in Succession. There is a, a, motor, a motor vehicle <laughs> incident. <laughs> This is so, they literally just watched Succession. They were like, this is what people like? All right, Santify it. Okay, that's great. That's really funny. So what it is, is you assume he's dead, and then Junior's nose literally flickers just a little bit of light. And it's not the Mm -hmm. classic red, like Rudolph's. It's his just fluorescent light. I don't even know. God, that pissed me off so much. Why is it not red? Why is it not red? The thing with Junior, I thought, was them kind of leaving it open-ended to season two. Yeah, that was the very end. Like, that was the last thing we saw was his nose flicker. Yeah, I I mean, much like the end, the the finale of this series, I have a bunch of mixed emotions about it. It's, I didn't... Yeah, yeah, it was, that's how I feel. It was, it was funny. It was funny. I can think back on jokes... Yeah, that were funny. There was, they were like, oh, if we hurry, we're going to, we'll miss the snowball fight. And they show up and it's like two snowballs boxing the shit out of each other. Like that was funny. 
You know what yeah. I mean? There was a point where uh, there was these cops and they tased someone and it was Christmas lights. And it was like, with the Christmas <laughs> lights. There was funny stuff that happened. There was good plot points, but it just, it felt all over the place. There was too yeah. many plot points, too many side characters, a lot to follow when I feel like they had a really good core idea that if they just really focused and centralized on that, they could have, uh, you know, this would have been an A+. Plus. The, the premise of the show is entertaining. It's funny, and I guess for me, uh, because I lived it, it it's, it's, a fi- it's a good nap show. It's like a good thing to have on in the background yeah. while you're doing other stuff. <laughs> That's important to have. You need a nap show. You need a nap show. Something you don't have to pay super close attention to. You can leave it on the, in the background, and at, you know, at any moment when you pay attention to it, it, it'll be funny for a little bit, and then you can go back to scrolling through Twitter or whatever. Yeah, it is a it's a thumbs up nap show. That's that's what I give it. A nap show is underrated. Uh-huh. You need a good nap show, and I feel like a lot of times people will usually lean back on something they've seen before mm-hmm. because they don't want to miss the new thing. But this is a good nap show, even if you haven't seen it before. You can nap through it. You'll get the gist. You'll get the plot. Um, will I watch it again? Nah. Will I watch season two? Probably. I'm invested at this point. You know what I mean? I'm going to see where it goes. I really connected to Candy. I really wanted her to get the job. Even when it was announced that she didn't get the job, I still was hoping because there's like a whole episode and a half left. I uh-huh. was like, oh, she's still going to get the job. And she fucking doesn't. That pissed me off. God damn, that pissed me off. And for the record, we don't know that there's a season two happening. We're, we're we don't. Very much yeah, yeah, we're assuming. <laughs> I don't think a season two would happen with this reception. I don't know. No. Yeah, 1%. A 1%? No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> we will never see the end. This is just how it ends. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. They got a 1% and a 4%. They HBO Max ain't touching this. Yeah. Uh, so I guess my takeaway is if you want to see corporate cutthroat, uh, (laughs) drama slash comedy play out, you should watch Succession. It is probably the best television show I've ever seen, uh, it tops the Santa Inc. It, podcast just turned into a succession. It might top community. Oh, for well, me. It's a, it's a, whoa. Okay. Well, g- let me tell the audience here. That is big for Mr. Evan big. Leon. That is big. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, now I have to watch it. I was probably going to watch it before. Now I have to watch it though. That's, um, that's some big words. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, you know, it's not something we'll probably cover on this podcast, but I will uh, drop some tidbits here and there of how it's going for me. Yeah. Santa Inc. is a good nap show. <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. Like I said, I would watch a season two if that's going to happen. Probably won't happen. Um, but yeah, you know, it's Christmas time. I appreciate what they were trying to do. I appreciate mm-hmm. that it was in the old school animation style that we grew up with Christmas movies because mm-hmm. it's funny and jarring. That was what was funny about Sausage Party is like, oh, it's a kid's cartoon, but it's really sexual and dirty and raunchy. Same mm-hmm. with this. It was like, oh, it looks like, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but, uh, you know, I, it's fuck. a little dick. And, <laughs> yeah. and he's saying fuck and smoking a bog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, um, you know, some of it reminded me of like old school South Park, a lot of cheap mm-hmm. humor jokes. I could see this being very popular with the young male community. I think if you're if uh, if you're in a in a household that just burns through Christmas content, throw this on. It's like very different yes. than what yes. if there's kids in the house though. If you need a break, do not up, throw this on. <laughs> don't do not put this on with children. If if you have not taken that away from this podcast at this point, do not play this with children. But yeah, it's a good breakup from, you know, the monotony. Maybe after the kids go to bed, you put on an episode or two. Um, It it could be good for that to break up the monotony of of Mm -hmm. 
all the other Christmas content because it is not like any other. And see, that's what I appreciate about it is it's literally like no other Christmas content I've ever seen. Yeah. And then on the other hand, if but if this is like something that's up against like an elf or a night before Christmas or something like, I would go you with should, the classic. Should, it's just the night before. It's just the <laughs> yeah. night before. <laughs> um, if if this is up against like a classic and it's more of like a, a one-off holiday viewing, I would go with the classic over this. Uh, Valiant's attempt. Um, what is what is your favorite holiday movie, Evan? I, I don't have a super strong affinity towards any elf, if anything. Um, okay, copycat. What the I, hell? You the, just said you guys have been watching a bunch of Christmas movies, didn't you? Like the the Netflix ones. Haley puts those on while she does work. <laughs> and so that's okay, wait. I saw it. on Twitter. I saw uh-huh. on Twitter. There's like a whole cinematic universe of these Netflix Christmas movies. There's a bazillion at this point. Yeah, but there's like characters that cross over into all of them. I heard. I do not know. I'll, I, I'll have to send it to I you. You're going to have to, I'll send it to you and Haley. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you don't have a favorite one. So you have, you have no Christmas spirit in you. That's a shame. I knew that you were, you're such a Grinch. I am. I'm the Grinch of this podcast for sure. Do you like the Grinch? I don't know that I've ever seen the whole Jim Carrey one, but. Shut up. So many quotable moments from it. I haven't, I haven't seen the whole thing to be honest. <laughs> you should revisit that. You should revisit it. I think you'll like it as an adult. It looks fun. Yeah. I, I've caught the tail end of it. No, Evan, come on now. Do yourself a favor. It's really funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would tune in for that if it's on the TV. Uh, I'm saying put it on your TV. Okay. I, I will put it on my TV. <laughs> I don't believe it's just going to pop up on your TV, you asshole. I'm, just a, I'm a passive viewer. I have no responsibility. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> One that always piques my interest if I see it on a streaming service is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Are you? You would. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. You would. You do. I know you love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know you love him a lot. I mean, I can't say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. He has to chase down a toy for his kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know the premise. It's good. It's good. It's a good one. Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh all right well this was fun this was good once again mediocre content but we may i had fun either way talking about it <laughs> uh-huh. thank you all for listening to this episode of two dudes watch cartoons make sure to subscribe leave us a review on apple Podcasts. please follow us on spotify please and thank shoot you. us Shoot us an email at two dudes watch cartoons at gmail.com <laughs> with whatever your Christmas yeah. movie recs are because I will need them because I am a Grinch and I need that's right some motivation to get into the, the holiday spirit. Write us on Twitter at <laughs> two dudes watch, follow us on Instagram at two dudes watch cartoons. If we if you don't hear from us again, have a happy holiday. Yeah. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all all the good stuff. This is a fun time of the year. It can be cold, it can be dark, but, you know, with family and loved ones, hopefully it's, uh, you keep it a little more bright. Yeah, that's good. Good way to end it. Yeah, yeah.